Hello and welcome to episode 73 of the Flames Fancasts. Sorry for the long delay. We were on a bit of a holidays. Jenk went to a, a, a fun time bachelor party in Mexico and I was on a bit of a trip to BC myself. So we just couldn't find the times on our schedule to record, but we're here now. And, we're back. Uh, no vacation time for any of us. You, you know what? Our absence uh, did the Flames well because they happened to go on a 10-game winning streak. We are the antichrist of Flames success. Every time we have an episode, we either have some crazy-ass winning streak or some crazy-ass losing streak. So here's the recap. We beat Vancouver 1-0, the Stars 4-3, Coyotes 4-2, Vegas 6-0, Toronto 5-2, New York Islanders 5-2, Blue Jackets 6-2, Ducks 6-2, Kraken 2-1, and Jets 3-1. But I'm afraid it's going to stop right there because we're currently losing 6-0 to Vancouver in the third. We're getting absolutely schlacked right now, 6-0. Yeah, we're not going to come back from this one. But what are you talking about, man? The loss. To we're going to come back. <laughs> All we need is seven goals in 14 minutes. That's true. Yeah. yeah have some. That's one goal have every some two minutes. Faith. Yeah. That's to win, not even to tie. That's yeah. A, that's no, a I'm regulation. Going for, I'm going for the W. Yeah. It's all about W's. It's all about the W's. Absolutely. It really is. But so. we, okay, so we had an amazing 10 game winning streak. Hottest team in the NHL. Uh, I mean, what, what is there to say, really, in terms of the performance we, we, of the team? The, my favorite game of that bunch was the Vegas game. Easily. And it was 6 nothing, but they just gave up in the third. Yeah. They just quit playing. It was like, ugh, we made Vegas stop playing hockey, and that felt really, really good. Did you ever, like, remember, like, when we used to play soccer and stuff, like, we would have those teams that we were just, like, killing? And it wasn't just, like, from a scoreline perspective. It's, like, they never even had the ball. And it was, like, this very satisfying feeling when they just give up. Emotional destruction. Just, like, you just terrorize them emotionally. And they're just, like, I can't. I just can't. I'm just going to take a knee and run the clock on this That one. was them. And it was just nice to do that to Vegas. Just yeah. watch them be. Because Vegas is a good team. All this, ooh, Vegas, ooh. And then come in and do that to them. But. And, you know, we still have, up until this point, I think we have two games on hand on Vegas. Yeah. So even on today's, uh, yeah. no, sorry, it will be one game on hand after but tonight. we're six points ahead. And we're six points ahead. So it's kind of. Excuse me. It's, uh, no, we're four points ahead. But it's, four points? yeah, it's kind of interesting how, like, all those games on hand that we had, we did exactly what we needed to do. We needed to win a whole whack of games to make sure we take advantage of all those. And we did. We won 10 in a row. That, that's on the, like, scoff well, that's, at. That's, that's, a, a, that's a big a fucking deal. That's a franchise tying a franchise record. Yeah, that's, that's a, a big that's fucking deal. That's a big deal. deal. That's, that's well done. And, I mean, I think with tonight's game, a lot of records out there and... Maybe a little this, too this many kinda, distractions. It's kind of odd away trip to Vancouver after a very long homestand. It's just a funny game. I think there were too many distractions, this one. Um, it's not an excuse for us to get completely fucked over here, but... Um, that, you know, the record, and then, you know, I think we'll talk about it soon, but Johnny's potential contract, like, I think just being the hottest team on the flames, you know, you get to a point where it's like, okay, you're on the take. There's, there's gonna be a part of these players are going to be like, okay, you know what? Like we're allowed to have the off day right now. That said, I don't want to see a fucking six, nothing game. Yeah. It's not great. I mean, 
you know, if if this was like a one nothing game right now, I'd be like, all right, you know, fuck, we won ten in a row. We're first in the West. Like, it's what are you gonna a, do? It's a snapback to reality. Yeah, you're not gonna win every fucking game. No, you know, Demko is acting he's like he's Kirk McLean this game. Like, and Kirk McLean wasn't even that fucking good. So I don't know why everyone's idolizing this guy having the same fucking helmet, but that's all right. You know, you take your win because the. <laughs> As far as reality goes, you guys are 12 points behind us, and then you'd be 10 points behind us after this game. So, way to go. I'm being bitter now. Yeah, they're not catching up. but No. But, I mean... It's just a, it's just a good reality check game. Yeah, I mean, you, sometimes you don't want to have this, like, lightning in the bottle till around the end of the season. No, it's a good time to start heating up, and we're heating up at the right time. You just have to carry that... Carry that form into March and into April because exactly. playoffs are going to start right at the end of April. And, you know, obviously the best time to get hot is right around mid-April, but, you know, we're, we're doing it now. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Seven nothing. Thank we're just scored again. But, Short, yeah, I mean, this might be one of those situations where I'm going to break my laptop so I can stop watching this. But, again, like, we're allowed to have these, and I'm going to keep, like, oh, the Goudreau fans walking out of the stadium. I mean, I would too at this point. Seven nothing with twelve minutes left. You gotta, you gotta have eight goals now. I mean, <laughs> you need yeah, a goal not, like every minute and a half. We're not looking good. <laughs> no. I mean, what? Uh, you know, it, it's just a reset for Minnesota on Saturday. <laughs> That's it. That's it. I mean, you kind of want Good Branson and Zadorov to do the old school Sutter thing and just start beating the shit out of everybody. Yeah, it doesn't look like we're gonna do that until the final. <laughs> Five minutes here, but no, no, as I mean, I mean, this is an ugly score. Yeah, I, I can't help. But I, you know, focus and I was gonna this. say we have the least goals against in the league. Yeah, I know. Now so, I'm scared to look so at the much stats. For that. Well, what if we dropped a third or something? Well, fear not, Tyler. You know I'm gonna look up you know the who stats. In a lot of goals, who? Yeah, Edmonton. Yeah, man, <laughs> can I tell you how bad Edmonton is? Okay, so yes, you can. By the way, we had 114 goals against uh, before this game which was the lowest in the league, and by quite a bit, I think. Um, no, that was the West. Yeah, so we were the lowest in the league, and I think we just tied the Hurricanes now after this terrible display of hockey that I wish I never saw in my life. But that all said, again, we're at a point in the, in the season now where we're going to be approaching the trade deadline. We're in a really good spot. We have, we've picked up Toffoli, which was a good pickup. And, you know, what's left to kind of tweak with this team? Probably still quite a bit, but it seems like our foundation's set up pretty nicely here. Yeah, I mean... But I'm going to backtrack and say Toffoli I still don't think we needs, have a plan. I think Toffoli needs a bit of gelling time. Um... Haven't noticed him too much, but that's being unfairly critical. There he is on camera on the bench. There he's having a good seat. <laughs> but he I think he well. needs a bit of time to settle in, and you know, define his role and find his identity within the team. Yeah. I think that that's really become solidified under Sutter. Everyone's buying in, and you know, it's paying dividends. And this is, you know, a loss is another blip in the road, but we can't just look at a loss and say, oh, no. you know, the whole castle is coming down because of this. That's not, that's not true. No. You know, you win games and you lose games, and sometimes 
you lose games exactly like this, seven nothing on the road to I don't even know how to describe Vancouver. Yeah, I mean An AHL club. <laughs> well, they're not that low in the standings. Pretty bad. I, no, well they're. I remember fifth at in the, the beginning West. of episode we talked about Vancouver being better, a better team than Calgary. When did we say that? Like with the pre- season preview episode. Kind we should of. be ashamed of ourselves. You should. You should be. You should be ashamed of yourself. <laughs> they suck. I follow your lead on this show. <laughs> For you to say that, that means that I just was a yes man in that whole situation. I'm complicit. Um, yeah, this, actually, the Canucks are quite low. You're right. Um, but again, moving forward. I mean, we, they, to, we just saw they have the worst penalty kill in the league. Yeah, but they also just, you know, they scored a shorthanded goal against us. Yeah. So what does okay. that say about our, yeah, do you have let's any, move do you have on. any other big takeaways from the 10-game win streak other than... I mean, like, they weren't just, like, wins. They were convincing multiple... The Vegas win, the Toronto yeah. win. Yeah. Like, they were just... It, it wasn't... Team. Yeah, they were dominant performances with high-scoring games, uh, high-scoring from our perspective, and it just didn't look like any of these teams had an answer for us at all. The only game that I think was, like... You know, it wasn't a situation where we did very well. It was the Dallas game. The Dallas game was kind of one of those, like, we put Vladar in the third period, and we just happened to squeak out a win. It was one of those, like, the team kind of stepped up to an answer or to to a question that Sutter said is, like, are you going to play in front of a fucking goalie or what? Because, you know, Markstrom was getting peppered that game, uh, and, you know, Sutter's, Sutter's chess play was good there. He's like, I'm just going to put Vladar in that and see what happens. I don't think anybody really expected us to get a win out of that, but we did. And, you know, seeing that resolve in the guys made me more confident about this team than any of those other wins. Yeah, I feel, I feel confident about this team. You know, I feel excited. And that's not a feeling I felt with the Flames for a long time. Yeah, and much like our ex-relationships and stuff like that, like, I know that we're going back and forth Wait, really on this whole, like... Wait, those had feelings? Yeah, I know. I, I love you. I hate you. And I love you. And I hate you. And, like, the flames are really that right now for me. I'm still... I'm going to be that guy. And I'm not going to say the glass is half empty, but I'm going to say the glass is at 50%. Because, it, to me, right now, I'm seeing... I'm seeing a consistent, strong, well-performing team. But I'm still not 100% there on the, is this team a playoff team still? Because for the elements of our team to do well in the playoffs is, number one, you need to have a bona fide number one goalie, which I'm confident and I can say that we do. Yeah. We need our bona fide number one goal scoring slash like star player to step up. I'm not 100% confident on Johnny on that. He's having a fucking amazing season, right? This is not an insult to him. I just haven't actually seen it at all during his Flames career that he's been in that the, guy. In the playoffs. In the playoffs. He hasn't been that guy. Um, well, he, he, he has to be. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, he needs to be that second piece of that element that needs to show up. Otherwise, the playoffs will just... I don't see this team doing well when Johnny's kind of subdued. 
even if Markstrom stands on his head, who's going to score? Or who's going to set things up? I mean, when I, I think as we saw from this 10-game streak, when our secondary scoring and our depth gets going, I mean, we're really tough to beat, but it's, that's probably true for every team in the NHL. Completely. If everyone's scoring and everyone's clicking, you're playing well. Yeah. And I think, you know, ours just gets going way more often than, than, than other teams. That's not a bad thing at all, but I think it's more so to the point of you need to be hot at the right time, mm-hmm. and you need to find that chemistry and that ability to, to see out games and to dominate games at the right moment. And, you know, we still are a bit of a streaky team. There were some moments, like, in the win streak that it didn't look like it, we, it would be a win, like the Dallas game, for example. But then there was a huge chunk of it where it was like, we are dominant, and oh my gosh, where's this been all season? Right. But I, I don't... I just think it's rather than. I mean, we squeaked rather it out. than putting all our eggs in the Johnny basket. I think we have to look at the team and say, how can we? I think we're. I think Sutter's building something for the playoffs that doesn't have to rely entirely on Johnny. And if those depth guys can perform, if we can play as a team, if everyone can just do, you know, their job. To to a certain level of you know requirement or excellence. We'll be okay. Well, and that's a plan. I mean, this is the best Flames playoff team I've seen since 2004, and I didn't think that was a good playoff team in in March. I thought it was a great playoff team in June. That's for goddamn sure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, it, yeah. I, I would say that it's a good point you bring up because that is a plan. Right? It's like we are building these guys. Well, like I think we, the, the, plan, the plan for the Flames seems... I, I read an article that says that the Flames, you know, do the Flames rebuild after this season? Like, who knows what the hell we're going to do? Like, Toffoli came in on term. Okay, the Toffoli trade came in on term. By the way, you know what's complete bullshit? When we got Heineman, or if that's his name, from Florida, nobody said dick all. But then when Montreal gets him from us, there's a profile on TSN that says, yeah. who is Emil Heineman and what is this guy? Oh, this prospect is going to be the next blah, blah, blah. I'm like, you got a, you got a middle six to bottom six forward here at best. This Toronto media is, is a parasite Like for fuck. any type of like legitimacy when it comes to reporting any team west of fucking Toronto. Like, it's like Toronto Montreal always get this bias toward them this isn't new though what do you think about the deal we gave you know, up a we, first we gave up for a guy who's playing on our third line yeah we on paper we gave up a lot but he has term but he has term he's not like crazy expensive uh, but again how many players at the four million mark can we afford yeah we were getting tight here i don't i don't mathematically explain to me how you extend Johnny Kachuk and qualify Anderson and not Anderson, sorry, Manjipani and Shillington. You don't. I don't know you how can't. you do it with no, you can't. this cap. You have to trade. Ugh. You have to trade someone on the team. You have to trade a couple people on the team to actually like have the ability to fit all these guys. If your plan is to keep Johnny and and like. Basically, anyone that's coming up for a contract, Kachuk, Chillington, whatever, 
you do have to get rid of someone or two people or even three, really. And unfortunately, so let's just let's just put it out there. You got Monaghan, you got Backland, who are probably guys that I would say are, you know, targets to leave because these guys are not really doing it at all. Backlund's not really doing it for his fucking contract, I'll tell you that, even though there seems to be some love toward him internally. Monaghan definitely has just fallen off the map, so we have to, either he signs for dirt cheap, or we have to get rid of him. The only way you're going to be able to Monaghan get rid of him... Monaghan has another year left. No, I know. But the only way you're going to have to get rid of him is, well, he's a big contract right now, you right? Buy him out, too. No, you don't want to do that. I know you he's, don't want he's to. He's not old enough for that, right? But I'm saying that, like, you're going to have to, like, couple him with, like, a Valimaki to actually, like, get some sort of, fetch some sort of value back. Because the whole NHL knows what Monaghan's going through. Guy's injury prone. He's not even, like, at his peak right now. And he's already kind of fallen off. Right? And kind of, by kind of, I mean a lot. And so, and I don't think Sutter likes Valimaki. I'll just be straight up about that. So, He's going to look at him as like a chip to trade. He's going to be like, well, this guy has value, and then we'll just, we'll just bunch him up with Monaghan, maybe get a pick or something, call day, right? Now we have some more space to fucking re-sign one of these guys. Then maybe next is Backlund or somebody. I, you, my point is you got to get rid of fucking people to sign all those guys. There's no other way to fucking keep him unless one of them takes some ridiculous pay cut, which they won't, right? There's no chance. Well, they'd have to renegotiate their contract they've already signed, which is right. basically unheard of. Right. That's just not going to happen. I mean, what? Okay. Assuming Johnny stays, what is he going to get? Nine minimum. Yeah. I was going th- to say 10. I think, yeah. Nine, five, 10. Okay. Call 10. So already. You're looking at a top 10 player in the league here, I think. Yeah. On his game, he is easily a top 10 player. Absolutely. But you, you give him 10. Uh, maybe you're, you're, not top 10, top 20. No, I'd say top 10. On his top game, 10 forward. On his game, he's a top 10 for sure. On his game, he's unreal. On his game, but, you know. Yeah, okay. There's that mark about the playoffs. Yeah, I understand. I mean, if he has a good playoffs. You don't play- need to tell me I this. I mean, if he has I, a good yeah. playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. I, I mean, Trilliving, if he figures that shit out, credit to him. Like, credit to the guy. But, I mean, he's, by and large, I think he's done well with the contract situation with this club. I don't have too many complaints about it. Every team's got their fucking howler, man. Every team's got their shit garbage contract and, like, the odd player that they're still paying out even though they're retired and are on fucking TV. Yeah, but for us, it's really starting to stack up because we're getting hurt. Yeah. And... My gut still says Johnny doesn't say. That's what my gut says. Well, I mean, like, I'm, I'm in the camp of, like, I'll believe it when I see it, too. But, like, when Conroy is tweeting that, was it Conroy that Conroy tweeted? didn't tweet it. He said it on the radio or something. Okay, so who tweeted that? Everybody. Okay. The radio tweeted it. Okay. Sportsnet, I well, think, Well, that makes it even it worse for me because I was under the impression that he tweeted it or something. But He said it. Yeah. He said it on the he radio? Said that tr- he said that Treliving and Snow were on it. And they're going to get it done, basically. I'm right. paraphrasing, but that was the implication. Right. So, 
I mean, I, he's so good. And I, I feel like a lot of the issues I had with Johnny, they feel like they've been suppressed or they've been <laughs> minimized. This is like an abusive relationship, man. It is, but it, like the, he's so good, and we're really in trouble without him. We're we are. Really we're no good. When he's him. not playing well. I don't see a replacement for Johnny Goudreau. We're exposed when he's not playing well. It's as simple as that. Um, again, at the same time, like, if you, if you think you're going to keep him, then there's going to be some major retooling of this club next season. There's no, there's no other think, way around it. I don't it. think there is, to be honest. Well, there has if to be. If you keep him, you're not retooling. Dude, if you're giving this guy 10 a year, you have to retool a bit. I think, I think the plan for next year should be entirely predicated off our playoff performance. Because we've had a regular season Which we where should we have done second, after the Colorado series. We were series. second in the league. Yeah. And we did fuck all. Yeah. And now we're, we're, we're having another season where we're playing well. And we're probably right now favorites to finish first in the Pacific. Not by a long shot, but we're, but we're favorites. I think yeah, we're favorites decent, over Vegas. For sure, for sure. And, like, it, it, we need to judge this team based on the playoffs and how they perform in the playoffs. And act after the playoffs, depending on how they perform. Oh, here we go. Oh, is Johnny just... Okay. So apparently Johnny got a cheap shot here, and the whole team is, like, coming to his rescue, which is good to see. And Demko's being a complete douchebag, and he shouldn't be even involved in the scrum. But that's what happens when you put a stupid fucking Kirk McLean replica helmet on, because you're nowhere near Kirk McLean. This is why you Kirk don't McLean, watch things and do a podcast at Kirk the same McLean time. Kirk McLean is not a good goalie. He never was. I don't care what anyone fucking says. So, I mean? yeah, I don't know. I mean, I just, I just want to, I want a good playoff run. And then take it from there. But that might be too much to ask. I don't know. We'll I just want to enjoy it. I want to have fun. <laughs> I want to. I want to. Go get yourself a beer. Be playing ho- I'm going to go get a beer. I want to be playing hockey into June. Yeah. Okay. That's what I want to be doing. What else we got on here? Okay. Upcoming games. We got a doubleheader against the Wild. Then we got the Canadians. Then we got the Avs. And then we have the Oilers. All pretty much in the span of. Uh, Probably about 10 days here. We yeah. basically have a game every two days. It's a tough schedule. Forward. It's a tough schedule timing-wise and, and teams-wise, too. So you got the Wild twice. Wild are not a team to joke around with. They're actually quite good. Canadians, Canadians suck. Avalanche, Avalanche are good, but Oilers... Canadians are doing way better under San Luis. Yeah, it doesn't really matter, does it? I mean, I remember Ottawa not... kicks our ass, so... Yeah, I guess. But maybe even Toffoli's going to show up that game and play even harder. I don't know. Um, I really want to beat the Oilers. Not because... I really want to beat the Avs. I want to beat the Oilers more because we haven't beat them yet this year. And I can't, I can't kind of stand that. This team, the Oilers are so fucking bad that like... We don't capitalize on that. We get into yeah, our we head. Need to get, we need to capitalize on that. I, I don't want to go through a season without beating these fucking douchebags. I don't either, but I, I want to win <laughs> the Habs and the Oilers game. <laughs> I mean, how many games do you think we're going to get out of that? I think for our... our um, we seem to bounce back from losses to the Oilers easier than other teams. And I think a win against the Habs is a, a statement win. 
Yeah, that'd be good. And the a game against the Oilers can go anyway. I but the Avs game is a bit of a statement. How many do you think we're go- we're gonna get from that? I think we're gonna get six points. I think we're gonna beat the Wild, lose to, 10, lose hey? to the Wild, beat the Canadians, beat the Avs, and lose to the Oilers. See, I could see us. Yeah, I could see us splitting it with the Wild for sure. Um, especially with the first that game wild being at home. series has one and one written all over. Yeah. It. And then I can see us being the Canadians. I think at, at worst, it'll be an OT loss against the avalanche. And then I think we'll beat the Oilers. So I got two, four, five. I got seven points. I take seven. Yeah. I take six to be honest. Yeah. Six is a good haul. But. So I I told you this, but maybe the listeners should hear it. But I saw Johnny at at the co-op the other day. Yeah, you told me. I yeah. kind of wanted to be like, listen, man, like, <laughs> are you gonna fucking sign? By the way, or are you gonna dick us what around? What was he buying? I, uh, you know what, a man's groceries are his business. <laughs> <laughs> I am not telling you what he was buying. It was. It wasn't anything crazy. It was just no. Me. It just. It, it look. I I'm not gonna critique i've critiqued johnny i've praised johnny but the hell if i'm going to critique his fucking grocery choices but i would say that those are things that i would have bought when i was a 20 year old (laughs) i was expecting a little bit more healthy stuff like i was expecting a little bit more greens and shit like that but it wasn't like bad it was just like i was a little bit surprised at some of the choices like those were cereals that i ate when i was like 16 Maybe 14. Closer to 14. Seven. Maybe seven. But, you know, you, you indulge once in a while. <laughs> we're, we're getting closer to the uh, deadline. I want to ask you two questions. One. Good. I know you've been on record saying we should trade Johnny. What do you think? <laughs> You're not going to like it. I didn't say if I liked it or not. I said, the, what do you think? Our... Our listeners are not going to like it, but yeah, I still think you do it. I still think you deal them. Even in this place we're in, in the standings? Absolutely. Oh, man. This is the maximum value I, you're going to no, get out There's of no it. way they're going to do that. Yeah, but you're asking me what I would do. But that just doesn't make hockey sense anymore. Why because not? Because you made the Toffoli trade. You traded away the future for the now. Look, I'm you just... You can't trade away the Johnny for, for what? Another first-round pick? It's Johnny probably... Goudreau's... They come and go in these clubs, okay? The only thing that sticks around is the Flames. So you have to make the moves that are going to keep the Flames it, it just successful it long-term. It, it doesn't make any sense now to do it. Why now, not? Because we made the Toffoli move. And then, okay, who are you, what are you going to get? I for would t- argue. Tell me what you get for Toffoli. Uh, dude, or not Toffoli, Goudreau. I would argue that Goudreau's value is as high as it's ever been right now. No, no, because yeah, the contract. Not? The contract runs out in months. What, well, do, you, what do you think you get? You know, when you put me on the spot like that, I got no answer for you right now. <laughs> but all I can tell you is this. Like, hey, you're getting a first-round pick, for sure. Absolutely. But that first-round pick is what? 30th overall, 32nd overall? Because that team's going deep. The problem is that, that you can't... Goudreau. Yeah, like, what I'm... We scored on... We, the- we put ourselves in a fucking shitty situation, right? Because the only team you'd want to trade him to is someone that's going to fucking finish last if you're going to get a first-round pick, right? So... There's no way a team that's fucking last right now is going to fucking spend an arm and a leg for this guy, right? Why the only would they? teams, the only teams that are going to go for a Johnny, are the teams that are like on the cusp 
of like feeling like they can make a run for the cup, right? And those guys' first round pick are not going to be worth fucking shit. We no. fucked ourselves. We needed to trade him like last year if we needed to get some value out of him, right? We're, we're not. So we're anyway, not gonna... okay. So I'll track back and I'll say to you because you probably wanted to hear this for a while now. Obviously, you don't trade him now, but at the deadline, you still need. I still think we need someone on that secondary scoring line that's just going to be a fucking a threat on the ice every time he's on. I don't think we can get a secondary scoring guy who's a threat. What about a Philip Forsberg? Oh, man. What are we going to trade for that? Are you going to give up Valimaki? Sh- sure. Are you going to give up... And another first? You might have to give up another first, yeah. Or, or yeah, you're probably giving up another first. And you're probably going to give up someone. You can't give up a backline because they're not going to take it. Would you give up? Fuck, I don't know. Would you give up Manchipani? No. Yeah, you wouldn't do that. I'm not really giving up a roster player. I mean, you then you're have... not. But but then like, if you think you're a playoff team and you're on the cusp of being a cup winning team. You have to make some risks. You have to take some risks. Yeah, you give a Coronado or a Zari or a yeah, Phillips or a... Right. But... Are you willing to do that? No. My worry is that management is just going to look at this team and be like, okay, good enough. And then we're going to be back. I mean, where's Philip Forsberg? Where's... The problem, the problem to me is that you, you don't... You need a better center, to be honest. Like, you get a second line. You get a Claude Giroux. Yeah, I would love Drew, but his price, now that we did the Toffoli trade, Drew's price is going to be Giroux's worse than that. Drew's price is probably not as high because these guys are pending UFAs. Toffoli's not. That's why he costs more, I think. No, I think, I think, I think we did slightly overpay for him. Yeah, I, I don't know about that. I mean, we got rid of Pitlick. Yeah, thank Let's God. Let's not forget that. Yeah, that was a great move. <laughs> <laughs> but we traded Pitlick for a th- we we got Pitlick for a third round pick, so that was a, that was a bust, right? But and I realized. And that- by the way, who was it saying Pitlick? What is this guy doing on the team? You, right? Yeah, I can guy sucks. Did you did you say did I say he was fucking good? No, I'm did just I call him fucking Mike Gardner? Giving myself a plug. Yeah. You should. For being a below average podcaster. Look, I realize that, <laughs> yeah, we are below average. I realize that Forsberg's a left wing too, like, and I get that we have a lot of those as well. But, I mean, look, I, I'm just saying that, like, you need a guy that's going to be able to step up if Johnny's having a shit game in the playoffs. Your ideal deadline Who's day. Who's that guy? Your ideal deadline day. What does it look like? Like in terms of acquisitions? Yeah. Ingoing and outgoing, if you'd like. If, if I, on theory, could do anything I want, I would probably get either get rid of Backlund and or Monaghan and try to bring someone that actually can score. At center? At center or, yeah, I guess you would have to be center. You, I'm basically trying to give up two centers, so definitely need a center back. Yeah, but this team has centers who are playing wide, right? Yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, it is what it is. But I'm giving up those two, one of those two at least. So you see Backland and Monaghan out and a person who can score goals in. Absolutely. That's it? That's all I want. Because... Gio? No. You? No. 
Why does Gio keep coming up? Because you know, Gio's got to be careful, man. Sentimentality. I don't know what it is. Yeah, but he's erasing that sentimentality pretty fucking quick. Did you see the way he acted in the end of the game? Yeah, yeah, I did. Like, but I it's don't Kachuk. know, man. It's Kachuk. No, but he cross-checked fucking Backlund in the mouth, man, before Kachuk came in. I don't know, dude. Like, there's some weird going on there. Yeah. Because I noticed, like, in the game before, him and Manjipani were, like, going after each other. And it wasn't, like, friendly or anything. It was, like... It was looking malicious. Yeah, I don't think he's coming back. And and I don't think... I don't, honestly, I don't think Giordano and Kachuk liked each other. Like I, I don't think it so seems, either. It seems quite obvious. Like, in that game, it kind of solidified it for me. But the cross-check right to... Like, it must have been a mistake. But it was Ryan fucking Backlund's mouth. Like, even the fucking Kraken player was, like, looking at him, like, bending over him. Like, are you okay, yeah. man? <laughs> like, <laughs> like... Like, there's something going on there. Like, I, I don't know why Gio's so aggressive with us, but, um, like, you can be aggressive. You're fucking competitive. You're playing against us. But, like, there's, like, next-level aggressive. Like, you're kind of, like, almost, like, a little embarrassed almost to watch it. Like, it's cringe. I do remember that now. It, it was a bit uh, shocking. And they played it off afterwards. I remember hearing Kachuk's interview, yeah. like, oh, yeah, that's just hockey. But, yeah, but it's you know, still where cringe, there's smoke, man. there's fire, right? Yeah, there's definitely there's a lot of smoke there. there. Um, so no, no to Gio because you don't want to fuck up the camera. You know, I'm man. pretty happy with the decor and depth guy we've got as well is Michael Stone. If one of the top four go down, that's really bad. But I like, I like what Tanev's doing. Oh yeah. And Tanev's great. You know, Anderson is starting to grow on me from the beginning of the season, but still, if we could get a bit more offensive contribution from the D, that'd be great. But we don't really have that out-and-out out offensive D-man who just gets stuck in and gets those slap shots from the point. And, mm. You know, who's, who's, the, who's got the most dangerous shot in the team? Michael Stone. <laughs> he does. He's on man. the bench. Yeah. But out of, out of those six D-men, like, do any of them strike you as having an absolute howitzer? No, none of them have that. No. Yeah. I don't, I don't see it. Like, I would have thought that a Zadorov might have had something just purely from physics. He's a... Big guy. He's got a lot of leverage on the stick. Every time I look at that guy's he's, face, he's, I wonder. You know? He's not, for whatever reason, despite his like physique, he doesn't really have that hard of a shot. No, he doesn't. <laughs> he's just like a big hulking body that just like Hulks pushes around. people like pushes people Bre out of the way, breathes on people, and they yeah. blow over. But, but uh, yeah, I don't. To your point, I, I don't see. But the thing is, like, I don't really care for that because the decor seems to be quite good at D. I, right? I like that we went out for a forward, kind of a depth winger, a scoring winger, um, a known commodity, which is fine. And I think if we go out again, it, it should be for that kind of Forsberg type or that yeah. Giroud type, that second line center who's, you know, that's a dangerous second line center when they come out. Yeah, we need that because answer me this, who's going to fucking score if Johnny's having an off game? Lindholm? But Lindholm's on Johnny's line. No, I'm just answering. No, I know. But I'm saying, like... If the top line sucks, I mean, you need... You need you're assuming you know, the top line's neutralized if Johnny's not having a good game, right? More or less. And Mangiapane, a bit unproven in the playoffs? Yeah. But, I mean, I have faith yeah, in him. I do, too. Very confident in the guy's play, but... But it's not like... I would like someone that's established, that's fucking been to the playoffs, that knows how to fucking score. Like, I feel like we do need that guy. And we just don't, I don't think we have that. 
it'd be nice, honestly. Because you look at like, okay, I'm tired of rehashing the fucking 0-4 run. But when Aginla was not having like the odd good game, right? We had other guys step up. Sean Donovan looked like fucking... It was by committee. Yeah, it was by committee. Like, Sean Donovan looked like fucking Pavel Bure some games, When Johnny doesn't score, anybody needs to score. It can be Backlund. It can be Lucic. It can be Monahan. It can be Mangiapane. Look, look, if any of those guys step up and score while Johnny's not having a good game, great. Then we don't need to do shit. We just need Markstrom to play well and then everybody to step up as committee. Yeah, I think that's the number one thing is that Markstrom plays well. Yeah, that's all. That's really what it comes down to. I think we could do enough, but Markstrom's got to steal us a few games too. Still a couple months away, about a month away from trade deadline. Still a lot of hockey. Thirty games, thirty-two games to go. You know, there's there's a lot that's undecided, so we still have to keep it up, keep that running form going. Five games coming up that are exciting here. We'll uh, we'll try to do (laughs) episodes more often since. This is we'll back talk, to our we'll be, It's usual hard to talk promises. about fucking 15 games and <laughs> try to make a coherent show. You're like, oh, yeah, yeah I remember that. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah that, I remember that. That happened. Oh, that was good. Ooh. Fuck. But, yeah. Oh, God. I forgot to say at the beginning, thanks for listening. Oh, fuck. You know, don't force it. I just Way forget. to make them feel special. I just forget. Why are they even listening well, to you? Well, because it's always on my mind, you know, but <clears throat> it's always so much pressure to start a show. You got to say hello. I don't feel like, I feel like we could have done better with this one. Yeah. Yeah, we fucked up. It wasn't the greatest episode. So we're going to have an episode in three days. Three days. We're going to do a podcast special in three days. Because, honestly, this was like a bit of a somber episode because we just got our fucking ass kicked. So it's... But, I mean, the 10-game win streak, that was good. That really set the tone. And I liked the feeling around the team there. I'm never taking vacation again. I liked the feeling around the fans and the progress that we felt and, you know, the, the confidence that was palpable from the players. But I like Absolutely. the opinion of everybody else looking at us saying these guys are for real. Yep. And when you've got, you know, pundits and other coaches and analysts saying, like, watch out for the flames, that's it's good. good. And you know what? Everyone's – it's not just they're doing well in the standings. It's uh, what's, what's happening. Why is the music on? Oh, it's it's because the last episode we ended right now. I can't remember what I was saying. Oh, right, <laughs> these guys aren't just looking at the standings and saying, "Oh, they've won ten in a row; they're good." Yeah, they're looking at data and analytics and saying the underlying numbers for the Flames are solid. No, oh, are they and ever? I think they really are. So, yeah. listen, I think that that's a wrap. That's a wrap, and we'll have another one in a few days because this was unacceptably bad. Wasn't that bad? It was pretty bad. It was it was a below average. It was <laughs> definitely a below. That average That was a C minus episode. Yeah. Fuck. It was a C minus, but everyone can erase this episode from their minds. Listen, it'll be it'll be in and out. <laughs> I'm very familiar with the in and out. We'll hopefully so. get Rick back for the next episode too. <laughs> Listen, if you've made it this far in this C minus catastrophe, thanks so much. Um, we are, I mean, with games coming fast and furious, we're going to try and get it out way more often here. Uh, get a more you know, analytical feel for the games. Remember actual plays that happen instead of just being like, oh, yeah, yeah, that was fun remembering that. But it's been a while, and we both had this. Sorry, the schedules didn't work out. Thank you for being here. We appreciate Thanks that. Thanks for being awesome. You have yourselves a great and warm morning, afternoon, evening, or night. 
catch you very, very soon. Bye-bye.